Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential and grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? That's the question in this podcast will help you with those answers. My name is Brent and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. Shout out to Fallible Nation. You guys keep us doing and on the air, putting on shows like this. And if this is your first time listening, we're thrilled that you're stopping in to join us and grateful that you're choosing to spend some time with us today. My name is Brent, and today my special guest is Kate Simonek, who is a certified hypnotherapist, and she's going to share with us what hypnotherapy is, how it works, and what it can do for your life. Kate, welcome to the show. It's my honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm, I am so excited about this, Kate. I mean, for a variety of reasons, and we'll get into that, but I'm just really excited. I was watching some of your YouTube videos earlier, get ready for the show. And hey, congratulations on that. That is an undertaking. I do YouTube as well. And I know what a pain that is. So you're doing great work. And I was really enjoying some of them earlier, but I want to don't want to get ahead of myself too far. So let's start with my go-to question because I get to research my guests so I don't do full introductions because that doesn't really tell people about you. So in your own words, who is Kate Semenik? Kate Semenik is someone who, who hit her rock bottom at some point in her life and was trying to figure it out. She came to hypnosis. You know, that's something that helped her the most. She tried a lot of approaches, but hypnosis was something that dived so deep into her beliefs, into her childhood uh, memories, and kind of reframed everything. And now she's like, you know, I'll, I divide my life before 34 and after 34. Because before 34, I was like in the system. I was just, you know, just surviving. I wasn't thriving at all, though I had more than enough, you know? But after 34, everything changed in my life. Everything changed. Like the whole belief system, the life, the perspective, the picture of the world, right? Everything changed. And because it changed for me, I believe that it can change for someone else. So I started to pursue that career and I became a hypnotherapist in a very unique modality, right? Something that is so new. It's only seven years on, a, on the market, let's just say. And people have incredible results. And if you change one life, you change the world. That is a beautiful thought. That's one of our goals here is, you know, just, we just want to help one person. That's a huge chain reaction. I was actually explaining that to my 10 year old just last night. So Kate, when we connected on Podmatch and you reached out, it got my attention because I don't know anything about hypnotherapy. And to be really honest, like I honestly thought it was probably something that I saw on the TV and movies, but I didn't know it was actually a real thing. And I'm sure that TV and movies has not been real beneficial to your discipline. So in kind of a simpler explanation, because you're going to have to slow it down for me a little bit, what is hypnotherapy? Hypnotherapy is the type of therapy. It isn't different from any other therapy. It just has a different approach. Well, talk therapy, let's just say, we compare talk therapy and hypnotherapy. Talk therapy is talking to your logic, your conscious mind, and which is 5% of your life. And hypnotherapy as 95%. It's talking to your subconscious mind. Everything that, all your triggers, 
Are your flashbacks or your memories or your automatic skills, you know, and experiences? It's all coming from the subconscious mind. So if we want to change something, why not accessing that subconscious mind? It is not, it's not something that is manipulated because people have misconceptions. They have the stage hypnosis, right? As the basis for the hypnotherapy, but it's not. Hypnotherapy was one of the first methods of the therapy before the traditional therapy came, psychology came into. So when this traditional psychology came into, right, it was a lot of hypnotherapists of their job. So they started to go on stage because people choose these suggestible people. They make them, you know, do things that they probably don't want to. However, in reality, you cannot give suggestion once right, or twice that will make people do what they don't want to do. Usually they trust. The hypnotist. The hypnotist on a stage will choose the most suggestible people. They know who to choose. They know they have the best body language skills. However, it's completely different from the hypnotherapy in the as a therapy, because hypnotherapy is just helping people accessing those blocks that are holding them back, and that's what's different from the traditional talk therapy. Do you run into a lot of skepticism? In this, don't run into the skepticism though. People are very fascinated by hypnosis they will ask a lot of questions though is that something that you like that under hypnosis and i say it I, you probably would if i ask you but you will never do something that will harm your body so the people will never do in hypnosis something that will harm their body and mind so they usually will not accept suggestions that are you know hurtful or traumatic right they will only accept su suggestions that their mind feels it's safe so if it's safe to bark for fun they may do that but in therapy why would i do that i want to go to the root cause of the problem the people come with anxiety, panic attacks, sexual problems, confidence, self-esteem, depression, right? All of these issues that they are trying to resolve with different other methods mm -hmm. and it's not helping them. Then I just have this little trick that helps them, guide them to find the answers. And then everything other works better for them. The talk therapy works better for them because they understand the root the cause, right? Their habits are working better. They're forming better habits. They're becoming better versions of themselves because it's easier after you reprogrammed your mind. Okay. So we're probably going to ask a lot of questions today. My goal is to just help our audience understand that this could be another very valuable tool in the toolbox. And so I want to ask the questions that people are going to ask, right? Those initial questions to help pave that way. And hopefully, you know, this may move mountains in some of our audience's life. So I'm very excited about the show today because I'm always looking for another tool to be able to help people and help people become the people they want to be. And so this really speaks to me when you talk about talking to the subconscious mind. I was just talking about it on my live stream the other night about how powerful your subconscious is. So I'm really excited. And you did a great video, by the way, on the difference between hypnotherapy and talk therapy which is what most people are a little more familiar with, right? That's what we think about when we see it in the movies with someone laying on a couch or sitting in a chair, talking to a therapist. And that's most of our exposure to, for those of us who haven't been through therapy, that's most of our exposure to therapy. Will you just talk us through a quick difference between 
hypnotherapy and doing talk therapy? Yes, absolutely. So the main difference is, as I said, it is the type of level of the mind that you're reaching. So the talk therapy, as you said, right, you're coming into the office, you build trust rapport with the counselor, social worker, or psychologist. They're talking to you, they're giving you amazing tools. They're asking you amazing questions and you release some emotions, maybe cry, get emotional. You come home and you're all ready to change your life. And somehow you fall back into the same pattern. And you feel like, oh, okay, I'll just go for another session, right? I'll go for another session. And that goes on and on and on. In hypnotherapy, there is no need for multiple sessions. There is no need because you access in the subconscious mind which stores all of those blocks, roadblocks, limiting beliefs, you know, everything that you formed as a child, not having a choice, not having a voice, maybe some traumatic emotional moments, you transform them. That's the most powerful tool. So this is the biggest difference. The length of the treatment, right? The level of the consciousness that you are reaching, right? So it, hypnotherapy is deeper. I talk therapy is amazing as a coaching, I would say, right? Or having this, or some people already on a very high level of consciousness, they, they can just use the tools and implement them every day. Then talk therapy will be great for them. But a lot of people are driven by these, you know, triggers, triggers from the past that keep replaying. So the difference between another difference, right, is that people think that some people become addicted to talk therapy. And this is like a very thin phenomenon, right? So people don't really see the reason to change. Why would I change if I still go and ask for help and ask to release emotions? Well, hypnotherapy is very emotional, strong, deep. You sometimes release a lot of emotion. Sometimes you even feel a little bit more emotional after that for a week or two, right? You can let go, you start to let go, especially, by the way, men feel this huge dive in, you know, in because they suppress their emotions so well, you know, and so strong. And it's coming from the childhood, from beliefs that they had, that for them, the change, the shift is even bigger. Wow. Okay. I was laughing when you said people get addicted to talk therapy. You know, I've known a lot of lonely people who I could see them getting addicted to talk therapy just to have someone who really listens to them for an hour every week, which, which is kind of sad that people don't have friends that do that for them. But yeah, I've known people who have been in therapy for years and years. And it's like, I thought this was supposed to be a solution. I thought this was supposed to be a, we work on this and we clear things up and we're better. Exactly. And in the beginning, the idea was like that. Mm -hmm. It was a solution based therapy. But before psychoanalysis came into the life, people were also okay. They had the support, maybe of families, right? They were connected to nature, right? They had other tools that they could use to release emotions, right? When psychoanalysis came in, the main idea was to help people as soon as possible, right? But then all the pharma business came into place, right? Like we'll, we'll, we have to think about the bigger picture of the psychotherapy, right? It's a multiple sessions. It's the insurance coverage. It's the, you know, it's that stability, you know, that routine that the people are used to. So they unconsciously become addicted. 
and they're not that motivated to make a change in their life because, well, I'll just go for another session. Oh, she probably will have something for me. Oh, I'll ask my, my counselor, right? Mm -hmm. So where is the decision-making tools? Where is that action-based solutions, you know? So that's why hidden therapy never deals with, like, prescribes medication, for, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like we're against it, no. But we, we love to work in combinations with the traditional medicine. Like, you have to work mind, body and mind. Other way, you know, there will be no results. So hypnotherapy usually is a very holistic way, you know. It's not bound to business. It's not tied to business. Well, psychotherapy in many ways now, it's tied to business. Oh, yeah. Antidepressants like, is a big market. Absolutely. And people have to be now very careful why, they, how they choose their counsel or how they, like, what is the approach, right? Um, what what kind of results they're getting, right? And not just years and years, absolutely, of therapy. Because usually you don't have those years. Who wants you to spend years in therapy? Yeah, that doesn't sound of particular interest to me. So let me get to the deep question of the show. All right, you ready for this? What is your favorite ice cream? <laughs> I love I love keto ice cream from Costco. <laughs> Okay, I I definitely love um I'm on keto diet, right? So okay. that's why I unfortunately cannot indulge in the ice cream the way some people can. Hey, you know, my wife's on keto and we have keto ice cream bars, I'm pretty sure, from Costco in the freezer. And I've tried them, they're not bad. We can all come together in ice cream, whether you can have it a lot or not. Right. Absolutely. Do you know people who are lactose intolerant? who still love ice cream and God bless them. They've now made lactose free ice cream, which is amazing. Right? So yes. we can all come together on the ice cream question. Absolutely. Now, what are some of the things that you found are particularly that this form of therapy is particularly beneficial for? Does it yes. fall into a specific so, range or just a lot of things or? Absolutely. So, I find that when people come to me and they are just exploring hypnotherapy as one of the methods, but they haven't tried any other methods, right? Mm -hmm. Then they don't have that desperate desire to change. While people who come to me that say, okay, I'm done, I'm tired. Like I've tried everything for years. I haven't, I've had that phobia for 20 years and they, I stopped functioning normally, right? especially like fear of driving, social anxiety, fear of flying, right? These things that can hold you back. So people who've tried other methods and it didn't work for them, they come to me and that's when the results are the best because people are more committed, right? They have tried something else so they see the huge difference, right? So the, the main issue that works great in hypnotherapy is addictions, right? Addictions, anxiety, panic attacks, fears, phobias. So these are things that get triggered, that have this unconscious trigger that you kind of know, but you don't know where it's coming from. So that's your mind comes into the conflict because you don't understand where it comes from. You get more anxious, more frustrated and not knowing. And when you find the trigger, you're like, oh, that's why I was afraid of driving, you know? 
And fear, fear of tears is just a symptom. It's just a symptom. The real cause root is going so deep into your childhood most of the time. There are some cases that the trauma was formed in an adulthood for sure, but most of them come in from the childhood beliefs. Oh. So I saw on your platform, the, I mean, you help people with weight loss issues, with sexual yes. dysfunction, with anxiety. I saw the addiction part and I thought I was at, when I finally quit smoking, it took me years to quit smoke. I was at a point where I was willing to, if someone could actually give me an honest help without trying to stick me on a drug, I wish I had known about that because that was so yes. difficult for me to do. Yes. So that's very yes. cool. Yeah, Brand, with smoking, it's really interesting. I'm pretty sure your audience will be interested, right? So the smoking is the connection, is not in the pain. The connection, right? So I started to smoke at 12, right? And I and I quit smoking, right? But my first connection, because I was so disconnected from, you know, my parents, you know, from myself. So I was seeking that connection. And when I smoked for the first time, I didn't like it. No one likes it for the first time. No. But the second and the third, it gets really good, you know. So when you when your mind remembers what helps your body to survive, to numb the feelings, to release the feelings, it will do it, even if it harms your body. Like we don't understand that addictions are not to harm us. We don't addictions to save ourselves. So let's just take the hand drugs addiction. People say, well, that they are harming, you're doing good bad for your health. Absolutely. But the mind doesn't understand that. The mind wants to keep us safe all the time. So if the person is a drug addict, that drug has a function in their body to save them because without the drugs, they will be in such a huge emotional pain that they can do something to themselves. So their mind connects to the drug like, oh, this is a numbing, this is numbing, this is relief, and this is just forgetting everything, right? And the mind remembers that and always brings you to do the same thing, the same with smoking, right? the same with smoke we connect emotion with the cigarette and when we smoke when we inhale it's the release and we feel like oh good then it becomes a habit of course but when I, by the way when people quit smoking right without the understanding the reason and the root right it sometimes make them crave something else like craving sugar that's why people are afraid oh if i quit smoking i'll start gaining weight it's not because of the quitting smoking. It's because the problem wasn't resolved, so it morphs into another issue, you know? Right. It's like you, you still want to connect emotion to something. So you connect to sugar or you connect to some drinking, gambling, gaming, whatever it is, but sometimes in a matter of a month or six months, it morphs into some other issue, right? Not always. But in many cases, it is. That's why there is a belief that if you quit smoking, then you start uh, gaining weight because you'll start like, munching on stuff, right? Yep. No, I channeled mine into workouts. I quit smoking and joined the gym and just, I mean, it wasn't healthy starting because I would drive myself into the ground at every workout to get that same stress relief because smoking was a stress relief for me. And so Absolutely. the first transition was a little rough because I would, I'd pound myself in the ground two hours solid, just soul crushing, crawling out of the gym. 
it did get healthier after a while. I got that under control, but yeah, I knew I couldn't just drop cigarettes and not have something else to get that outlet for me. Yes. And that's the best way I would say, if you quit smoking, working out is the best connection you can, you can make, you know? So that was the healthy connection, right? Oh, yeah. Well, not I tried it with bubble gum over the years and a few other things that never worked. So yeah. Absolutely. So addictions are sitting in our subconscious mind. They are, right? They're, this mm -hmm. is a release. Release of what? For different people, it's different. You know, sometimes people, that's why psychologists sometimes, they put people in groups. Oh, that means this. Oh, that means this. No. Every person is different. It's so unique. That's why when I go into hypnosis with people, and that's how hypnosis works. We think that hypnosis is something so weird and so weird feeling. No, like let me ask you, Brent. Have you ever draw? Uh, have you ever driven somewhere and you forgot how you got there? Oh yeah, <laughs> lots of times. Right? Like you, you go to the grocery store, to the parking lot. Like how did I even go through all of the street lights? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like I was kind of on autopilot. You self hypnotize yourself. When you are watching the movie and it's so interesting that, you know, your wife or your kid is talking to you, you don't even hear that. Like you don't even respond because you're so organic, right? Mm -hmm. You self-hypnotize yourself. When we are going to sleep, this is the deepest hypnotic, hypnotic state, right? This is the deep trance, right? Where we are sleeping and recovering and the logic switches off. Because this, the hypnosis is when you bypass the logic. You bypass your logic. And you're just in your emotional subconscious mind. That's it. When you close your eyes, you already bypass the logic to the most part, right? You don't see the world. You don't see how the world reacts. That's why it's so great when people close their eyes in a session, even in the talk therapy, because they don't look at the therapist and they don't see their reaction. So they can open up better. They do not, you know, they do not overthink. And that's when you can come and pull all the weeds out better okay. than if you're just with the open eyes or talking to the talk therapist, right? So in hypno hypno hypnosis is the natural state of mind. We go into hypnosis every single day, multiple times. Zoning out is self-hypnosis, right? Well, you zone out and you're like, oh, okay, 15 minutes later, you're like, this is also self-hypnosis. So when I go into hypnosis, we investigate people's life. They become their own investigators. They look for those little triggers when it happened, how it happened in order to understand. Because when you're a child, everything, you form the beliefs, you don't even overthink them, but they replay in your life. This is a good thing for your audience to know that our conscious mind, our logic knows the time. It understands the time. Today, tomorrow, future, plans for the future, thinking about the past, Everything logic can do that. Subconscious mind doesn't understand time. Never. So that's why when you learn how to walk, you can still remember how to walk. When you learn how to drive, you still remember how to drive. You can pick up those skills really fast, automatically, to use them. It's the function of the subconscious mind to not know the time. So it will never forget. Your subconscious mind never forgets, and it always listens, even at night. So because it never forgets, and it doesn't know time, Every time you get triggered, your mind goes into that same event that happened. You know, like it's happening right now. That's why people go into the panic attack. Trigger, and their mind understands, oh, this is exactly 
what happened to you 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Get out of here. And your body sometimes doesn't listen. You don't listen to your body. So your body was like, okay, I'll give you a panic attack. Get out of here. You know, so oh. we find the trigger. What triggers, right? Mm -hmm. The same with like any other issue. The same with depression, the same with anxiety, the same with addictions, weight loss, fears and phobias, and self-confidence and self-esteem. Awesome. So this is good. The conscious mind does no time. So it will always replay like it's happening today. Every event. That's why we get triggered. Excellent. Now, guys, we're getting to know Kate and a little bit about hypnotherapy in the first half of the show and dealing with the internal questions that I know you want to ask, right? Because these are the questions when she contacted me, I went, I want to understand this. I, I don't really know what this is. So I hope we're answering those. In the second half of the show, we're going to dig into not only how it works as we've already started on, but we're going to dig into how it can help your life and the possibilities with it. Guys, we're going to roll to our sponsor and we'll be right back with more from Kate. How well do you sleep at night? Do you toss and turn and wake up more tired than when you went to bed? Sleep is commonly one of the critical elements people fall short on in their life. The quality of sleep you get directly affects your ability to control your weight, your ability to add muscle, your stress levels, and your everyday job and life performance. If you're ready to move to the next level, then sleep has to be part of the plan. Check out our friends at ghostbed.com if you're ready to get your best sleep. I love my ghost bed. I've been sleeping on one for a couple years and has made a huge difference in how I sleep. Hit ghostbed.com and use the code thefallibleman30 to get 30% off your order and start getting better night's sleep tomorrow. Now, let's go on to the show. We're here with Kate Semenek discussing hypnotherapy, how it works, and how it can be a possible tool to helping your life. If you guys have been on the show before, you know I am all about digging into any tool that can help you grow yourself as a person and become the person you want to be and I'm, I'm fascinated, guys. Kate is speaking directly to me in this because my limited understanding of how powerful the subconscious is is just being totally reaffirmed here in this conversation about how much that can affect your life. And I hope you guys are digging this. Be sure and check out Kate. I will have her website and all her contacts in the description in the show notes, just like always. If you're on the video version, it's on the screen. But Kate, let me ask you as we get into this, the second half of this, what purchase of $100 or less have you made in the last year that has the biggest impact on your life? I took a course. You took a course? I took a course, yes. I took a psychology course. That was my investment. It was like 98 bucks, you know, and that was like a three-week off intense self-work, and that was the best. I love like that. Like the best. Was that through someone specifically or... That... Yeah, it was like a psychologist, right? Who was making these online, okay. very practical. Yeah. So and it, it's because it's from Ukraine, right? Mm -hmm. It was so cheap. All right. I, uh, I'm a big fan of online courses. I think there's a lot of value. It's so exciting because there's so much education available to anyone these days. It is just so For exciting. Sure. But I've never had someone actually say, of course, I got a course. I've heard people talk about books. I had one guy who fell in love with shorts. Like he bought three pairs of the same exact shorts because they're the best thing he's ever had. He's like, dude, no, yeah. you don't understand how comfortable these are. I was like, for a hundred bucks, they better be super comfortable. Wow, I'm thinking, you know. But uh, no, I, I always like to ask because you never know what's going to tick a box in someone's brain, right? They're going to go, hey, 
I've never heard of that book. I'm, I didn't think about taking a course online, right? I certainly never thought yes. about buying a hundred dollar pair of shorts. So, you know, <laughs> it's always interesting to see what marks value for people. Absolutely. So, Kate, yeah, we've, sure. we've talked a little bit about hypnotherapy works, how hypnotherapy works. And if I read your site right, you not only do in-person work, but you can do remote, like remote sessions like this, like we're yeah. talking now. So like on Zoom or something with clients. Yes, I do sessions on Zoom and people sometimes, uh, that's where people sometimes become skeptical. They feel like, oh, can, can you hypnotize me? Like online? Like, I was like, yes, absolutely. I'm not hypnotizing you. You are hypnotizing yourself. I'm guiding you, but you are doing the work. I'm not doing you. I'm not touching you. I'm not, though in-person, right, sessions, I do kind of touch people's, you know, pad, you know, or arm, right? Like I do, but it's just for connection. Mm -hmm. I can do that online as well. So I do online sessions. Yeah. Okay. So if I were to come to you, we already talked about, you know, I quit smoking several years ago. My daughters were the why. That was just, it's like, I don't want this to be a part of their life. And that was a big enough motivation for me to fight the struggle and get my way out of that. But if I was to come to you, right, for a session, and I said, you know, I emotionally overeat. I know I do that, right? I get stressed out. And my diet goes straight out the window, man. I'm eating out of the tub of ice cream or whatever. And because I know I do that, I can be honest about that. So if I was going to you and say, hey, I'm struggling with this, how does that even start? Yeah, usually I do like little intake form, right? So I do the intake form where I ask them, I'm not asking them any questions that the traditional therapy would ask. Some of them do, right? So technically I ask about the childhood all the time. I all the time ask about other addictions that they either had or having right now. It's all interconnected. I ask about emotional presence of the it connected. Where was the abuse? If there was something, right? Bullying, anything, right? Any pressure from the parents, right? Any high achievers. Like, I will absolutely dive into that, but only for 15 minutes. Because we can talk for hours. No. Usually what people tell me in the intake is completely different what they tell me in the hypnosis. Is it because we're so guarded when we're conscious? Absolutely, because you are conscious and you process in everything from the way you know it. I asked them, how was your childhood? It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. You know, my, my dad was an alcoholic, for example, but it was okay. Like, you know, and I was like, okay, let's, and, and that's a red flag for me. When the people say it was okay, I know I have to go there. In hypnosis, I know I have to go into their childhood because there's something that they repressed so deep mm -hmm. that they are now saying that it was okay. When the people say, oh, it was horrible. My childhood was horrible. Like now they kind of understand better. They understand more. Mm -hmm. If they say it was an amazing childhood, it was an incredible childhood. I don't know why I have these panic attacks. Then it's also a red flag. Just going to go there. You know, to see where those beliefs are formed, right? So I do the 15 intake, 15 minutes intake form. And then we dive right into hypnosis. It's a short induction, very short induction, right? It's RTT method, right? So it's a rapid transformational therapy. That's why it's called rapid, because it's rapid. It's one session and you kind of reframe the belief, you find the root, the cause. When we go into hypnosis, I bring them into their childhood. So I regress them. I regress them to look 
at the past events to see where those panic attacks started, you know, where is it connected, fears, phobias, whatever the issue, overeating, where they connected food with emotion. Food is not supposed to be the emotion original. It's just a few, right? But most of us connect emotion to food. And this is why. Because we are born and the only source of food is a formula of breast milk and it's sweet and fatty. So we will always crave, subconsciously, we will crave sweet and fatty because it's a soothing thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's a soothing effect on us, right? So so this is why we connect and because we didn't have that maybe closure, you know, when we were born, right? Maybe we were, you know, we off the breast too early. Maybe we were on formula. We, we, we had like parents who were disconnected emotionally and unavailable. Whatever it was, we find the connection in food. So we, I find, I go into the regression and I find with the client that when we find the root, the cause, we connect it. I, I tell them now we're going to collect these memories and these scenes and events that we went to with the presenting issue. And they're like, oh, that's why I know. And then I tell them about the rules of the mind, how the subconscious mind works, right? And everything they are in, in their very emotional brain, like in a, in a relaxed state. When we do that, we start to train them. I tell them, what do you know now? I want you to look back from your adult mind right now and look at that child who formed that belief, that connection. What do you know now that you didn't know as a little child? And they and they have a light bulb, a, a moment. They're like, oh, I don't need to eat that much. Like I have other stuff, you know. Like, or they understand that I'm an adult. Like I have a choice. I couldn't choose anything when I was eight, but I have a choice now because I'm 45. You know. So they are very. They become their own. They kind of find the healing within themselves. We do different tools how we reframe those beliefs. I give them different suggestions, guiding them. You know to kind of. Oh, now I see. Was the phobia as well? When it happened? Why you started to be afraid of flying? And then every time they drive to the airport, they don't panic. They look with fascination. It's like, oh, so yeah, that's why I was like afraid. So and just to understand for yours, right? We had a we had I had a client, right, who was afraid of flying, right, because he had a fear of dying, and that's very often that happens. He had a fear of dying. Because he didn't leave his life. He, he didn't do what he So he, that fear of dying came to his life to understand, oh, I haven't even lived. So I'm playing a role. I'm doing not what I want. You know, I'm not enjoying the life. I st- I'm only 35. I still have something to do. And they are afraid of dying. The fear of dying intensifies when we don't follow our heart. And when the fear of dying intensifies, of course you'll have a fear of driving, Fear of being out of control, fear of heights, fear of swimming, or fear of flying, right? Being out of control. So when they understand that, then they drive to the airport. I was like, oh, that's why I was afraid of of flying. Because you bring it into your conscious mind. You bring the issue into your conscious mind, it stops bothering you. You know, like you still believe, you still might have some feelings, you know? But excitement and anxiety have the same exact body symptoms. The same exact body symptoms. It's just the picture in our mind is different. Okay. I I really I get the connection to childhood 
I like Chunky Monkey. I don't know if you've had it. It's uh, called Chunky Monkey by Ben and Jerry's. And yeah. it, it's banana ice cream with chocolate chunks and walnuts. I love that ice cream. It's like my one of my favorite ice cream. But it's because growing up in the South, we went to church ice cream socials on a regular basis. And if my mom and my grandmother made homemade ice cream, it was always banana ice cream. So, like, I can sit down with a pint of Chunky Monkey and it's like, ah, you know, it brings back that that memory and those comfortable thoughts. So, you know, I, I get connecting food and emotion. And that happens to many people. Many people connect food with, and sometimes it's with great emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's great. Like, if you can balance it, right? Right. Then there is nothing back to bring up a good emotion if you can balance that. If that comes out of control, then you need to look what's happening in your life. What are you not getting? If you're too much, if you feel like, okay, I had three, you know, <laughs> three jars of ice cream. Okay, totally something is happening in my life. Yeah, if you have one, <laughs> you're like, okay, that's good. But if you have three, then you need to look, okay, what is happening in my life? Maybe I just had an argument with my wife. Maybe kids just like, you know, were not listening to me and not really like, you know, understanding what I'm saying. Maybe there's some stress, you know, some, some kind of pain. So find the pain point in that day when you actually craved more than you should. I actually, I love what you said about, okay, being a, a warning sign for you. Um, I saw someone posted something the other day on social media and said, you know, when dad says he's okay, that means I'm exhausted, I'm beat up, I'm frustrated, I'm stressed out, you know, I'm ready to fall down, I'm hungry, I'm, but it's okay because dad is going to do whatever he needs to to take care of his kid, right? Uh, But yeah, so many, I hear people all the time, we're so programmed to say that. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. I automatically kind of. Yes. Yes. When absolutely. I hear people say that. So I'm glad that's not just like my brain going, oh, no, no. like people actually go, no, that's there. There's something else there probably. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a red flag for everyone, you know, and it's, it's a lot of people do, some people disregard, like, oh, that's not my problem. You know, they'll figure out their own issue. But at the same time, when we say I'm okay, we again saved by a habit. What happened in your maybe teenage years that you learned to suppress it and say, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, like what is happening? Why you cannot like resolve it? Why you cannot try to like, because a lot of people do resolve. Like you go to the gym, right? You work out, you, you maybe like, you know, journal or do whatever it takes, right? Reprogram yourself, right? But for some people, they don't. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's fine. It's fine. And they keep it for years and for years, you know? And then they they find that they it's hard for them to function because of the anxiety, you know, and all of the issues that are coming up from not expressing the emotions. Guys, if you're getting something out of this, be sure to give us a thumbs up. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And be sure and go over and check out Kate and what she's doing. She is opening my eyes to all kinds of things. I hope you guys are getting half as much out of this as I am. Kate, explain the, you use a rapid transformation therapy or RTT with the hypnotherapy. And it caught my attention because of the timetable we talked about, right? I'm not going to go spend 
six months laying on someone's couch talking to them. That's that's just doesn't work for my life. I work a full-time job. I got two little kids. I've got my own business going. My wife has a business going. There is not time for me to go spend an hour a week on somebody's couch talking, hoping we make a breakthrough. So tell me, how do you just tackle this? So this, this is why I went, this is what happened to me. I went for therapy for many, many sessions and I just, it didn't change anything. It did change something in probably I started to learn more about the brain. Yeah. But still subconscious, they're not triggered every single day. Anger issue, frustration, you know, anxiety, worry, constant overthinking, insomnia, headaches, you know, like all of those issues were just like crashing down on me. So, and then I took, I started to really think, so that there must be something much deeper than just talking. And then I started to research, just Google, right? Deeper way of, you know, changing your brain, something like that. And then I came like, oh, it's hypnotherapy, right? It's hypnosis. So I started to do self-hypnosis, right? I started to, to feel, how does it feel like? Oh, nothing dangerous, really. Nothing, you know, no one is manipulating me. I'm not doing anything. I'm actually going inside and like unlocking everything. So I did more work by myself in self-hypnosis than this therapist did for me for a year. Wow. That's how it came, right? That's how it came to the realization, okay, but what if someone guides me directly with where needed? It could be even faster, right? I did it. I first believed I kind of transformed in a couple of months before I found out about RTT. And then I found about RTT. And then I had my first session. And I had my first session on weight loss, by the way, because I was like about 30 pounds overweight, right? And I did it. And it didn't change. It's not like I was starting to miraculously lose weight. No, I completely changed my perspective of the food. Like the food was just a fuel. And I remember that she told me, you are a Ferrari. Like you are the best car. You know, she was telling me that, right? Imagine you have the best car in the world, a $100,000 car. Would you put the cheap, the cheap gas into it? No. The same as your body, it's your best car, it's your best machine, right? And that just got me so, like, well, more than that, I uncovered why I was, like, you know, the lack of confidence, the lack of self-belief, the lack of love. That, yes, but then these suggestions that every time I looked at the food, I was like, no, I'm not going to put that in my body. I'm not. Like, you know, like, she, like, the, my therapist, right, the RTT, because it's so fast because it changes your perspective on the things right it changes you understand that oh i'm not gonna do that for myself right so and i understood the root and the cause when you do go to the root the cause that's why it's so rapid mm -hmm. you're not just talking you're not just you're actually investigating with the, with the client what is happening come on let's make a connection and we do that in one to three sessions so one to three sessions you can absolutely battle an issue because it's it's the belief that people like the science the pharma business says that you know what brain is so difficult it is so complex don't go there it is very complex there are lots of chemicals and everything like you know so you know be sure that you you take a good approach long approach that's the belief 
that's the belief. When you change question that belief, everything changes around you. So that's why I tell my clients, like, if your belief, where did you get that belief? That therapy will take years for you to uncover the issue. And they always tell me, oh, my therapist told me that. My mom told me that. My friend told me that. It's a belief. And you, when you form the belief, you live by that belief. So that's why rapid transformation therapy just goes right into the root cause. It doesn't mean that it helps everyone. RTT is not for everyone and not everyone is for RTT. There are people who are very skeptical about hypnosis in general. Then what's the point for them? They still need to change the skepticism, right? To question that skepticism before they come to this type of therapy. Well, hopefully this, hopefully this interview will help with some of that, right? Today, we're just trying to inform people and answer those questions. Because like I said, I know I had a lot of questions. When, when we re you reached out, it was like, I've never even thought of that. I, I, I'm not sure even I, I knew it was actually an actual practice. And so I like my brain just started screaming. I was like, man, well, well how does this part work? Right. How did, so Kate, if you get, if there's one thing you want people to take away from this interview, what do you want people to hear? I want people to hear that we form one belief that is very important for us. And that kind of like leads us to all of the events that are happening in our life and all other beliefs. This belief is there is someone responsible for my healing. You know, doctors, medication, drugs, substances, right? Someone is responsible. Someone can fix me. This is the belief that is the most tricky one because you go by that belief and you put the responsibility on everyone else. It's like you, Brand, went to work out. No one can work out for you, right? right? No one can lift those weights for you. No one can build the muscles for you. Just you. The same with your mind. No one can heal you. No one can fix you and no one can cure you. You can find the resources in your mind for the healing to happen. That's it. And that's the main insight. When people start to say, wow, that's everything is in me. Like, I just need a guy. I just need a help. Different resources to help me, but it's all in my mind. They gain the control back. We want to control our life, right? It's the same as with your mus muscles. It's the same. No one can quit smoking for you. No one. You just go and quit. <laughs> like, your willpower, your resilience, right? You go work out. Yeah, you can have some protein shakes to kind of build the muscles, but still, no one can build a muscle for you. Just you. The same with mine. Mine is a muscle. And you train. Guys, I can honestly say I've never heard a therapist say, no, 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 we're going to wrap this up in one to three sessions. And, and then we're done. Okay? that To me, that's, that's the, one of the first like, hey, I should pay attention to this. Because this is someone who is talking to us about, I want to help you help you and then be done. I'm not going to stay. I'm going to help you make the change that you want to make. And then I'm out. You don't get that from therapists. You don't get that from professionals very often in an industry where doctors see people over and over and over again and just give people drugs. My mother just had a eye surgery. I mean, they've got her on four weeks of medicated eye drops throughout the day. And it's like, wow, what, 
what did you do to her that is going to take four weeks of medication directly into her eyes post-surgery, right? I just, I'm not a huge fan of putting drugs in the body. We are doing that on a huger scale all the time. Antipressants are just at an all-time high, which just terrifies me, right? We're giving people ADHD, med ADHD medication at phenomenal rates instead of helping people learn to regulate themselves. And there are people who need clinical help on that. There are some other people who just need a little help to understand how to control themselves in that situation. So I'm just amazed as you talk about this, it's like, no, we're going to do this in one to three sessions. And then you'll have the ability to take control of this. That's just amazing. People love to gain back control. People lose control. When we are children, we lose control. We are dependent children. We don't have a control over our life, right? The only thing we have control over is our thoughts. But even that is altered by the environment we are in, right? So when you are adult, because we, you cannot change the past. No one can change the past, what happened to you. You can only change the meaning to the past events. And you can change your reality now, right? So people feel like they're still out of control. It's still someone is, but once you gain that, by the way, hypnotherapy never goes against science. It always goes alongside science. If the person has a cancer, I'm not going to take to, to say the person, oh, you don't, you don't need the, you know, the chemotherapy, right? Or not. No, 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 no. We do the traditional treatment and then we do the mind healing. And in combination, you get the best results, you know, because people need sometimes, you know, some, some treatments are innovational, right? Something that some people need drugs and medication to help them with like this, you know, bringing them out of the that bad, let's just say, right? But if you work in combination, body and mind, you get faster recovery, you know, you don't get the recurring illness. That's the most important because you can take medication. You can, you know, kind of fix something mm -hmm. who gives you the guarantee that in six months you don't get it like again. Again, that like chronic pain, right? Especially with the chronic pain, especially with allergies, autoimmune disease, anything, right? Oh, yeah. So why not combining two and working so that it doesn't bother you in the future? So yeah, that's 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 the magic of the of this type of therapy that it doesn't give you put you on the hook of a therapy. No, you resolve it, go and live your life. What is next for Kate Simonet? I'm doing the course and I really, I'm really excited about that. What I found out is that you can, while one-on-one -on -one sessions are amazing and personalized approach is amazing, I think I'm looking for the way and I'm finding that way where people can do that from the comfort of their home. So they can do self-hypnosis, practice assignments like getting to know about their mind, right? In the simple way, in these really simple words, no science, no chemicals, really simple things. And they can do the course and they can do these meditations every day, kind of a self-hypnosis meditation, and they can uncover and transform the beliefs by themselves. So that would be amazing, you know? So someone can take the course, it's a three-week course, and I'm launching it in July, right? And I think that people will love it. That's incredible. I'm, it's funny because I work in the technology industry. And I hate computers, but I do love, I think 
everything can be overdone, right? I think there's goods and bad technology, but I am so excited about the availability of things like that, about education being more available, about ways where people can help each other being more available. That's so exciting. Yeah, me too. Me too. I took such value from the online resource, resources, even the podcast. I've learned so much just listening to the podcast. Okay. And that's like a resource. Like it's out there for you. Is your website the best place to find you? Is this yes. the best place? <laughs> All right, guys. It's www.kateseminick.com. And I'm not even going to try and spell that out. I will have a link directly in the show notes or in the description of whatever platform, whether you're on the podcast or on YouTube guys, where you can find Kate's website. She's also got a great Instagram feed. I was looking at your Instagram and your Facebook earlier, so you can find her on there as well. But this is where you want to come to get more information, to find out what Kate is doing and find out more about RTT. This may be a tool that you have been looking for. You just didn't know you were looking for it because you didn't know it existed. Like I said, I honestly, like I thought it was something I saw on TV. I didn't know this was a real thing, but I am fascinated and excited by the possibilities because who we, we live in a fast time. I don't have months to lay on a couch and recant my whole life to a professional so they can try and help me get into my head. I need someone who can help me deal with whatever issue I'm dealing with and move forward. That's just where we're at. So guys, check out what Kate is doing. Kate, thank you so much for being on the podcast and spending time with us today. I appreciate you educating us and enlightening us to some new possibilities that we can use to improve our lives and grow as people. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Brad. It was a pleasure. I enjoyed the conversation so much. And I hope that your audience will take some insights for themselves, you know, and even change a little, little thing in your life. You will never go back again. Yeah, I've enjoyed this greatly. Guys, better tomorrow because of what you do today. And we'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.